Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. And man, am I so excited for this episode today. Now, if I had to tell you what we went through to even get this on the books and what we went through from a tech standpoint to record it, you would laugh because you know that when anything good is about to happen, the enemy likes to come in and disrupt things because that's just what he does, especially when it's meant to be to glorify the Father and bring the good news and turn you on to a whole nother level of what God has for you. Um, but I'm Angelique Nori as you may know if you're new to this show, thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to expand Turned On and just the way we reach you through all of our different media outlets. And the whole idea is, again, just to turn you on to what God has for you and really flip this the switch of favor in your life, in your health, relationships, business, and in faith. And today we're going to do just that with a very dear friend of mine who I had the privilege of kind of crossing paths, you know, in the fitness industry, like I knew who she was, maybe she knew who I was, but we really got a chance um, to meet years ago at my dear friend, Lori Harder's Bliss Project, her very first Bliss Project. And Kim Dolan Leto and I were both speakers at that event. Let me just tell you about Kim. She went on the stage and she shared about making your mess your message. And she really just she enlightened the crowd. She shared something from her heart. I saw her love for the Lord, and I noticed how different she was and how she stood out and just was set apart. And you can tell by the way that she's lived her life out and the favor that ha- that has been on her life as a result of her glorifying God and all of the work that she does, because the fitness industry, as I've shared with you in the past, can be really dark. And many times we find ourselves on a slippery slope you know, going in the way of the crowd. And that happens not only in fitness, but it happens in our business with our companies and just the marketplace in general. And especially the way the enemy is in everything media related these days, you will see that it's so hard because we are so distracted by things that are just not built on the foundation of truth. But Kim is the author of a best-selling Christian book. And so here's the cool thing. Her book, 10 Steps to Your Faith-Inspired Transformation. Um, And she's also the uh, founder and writer of the Strong Confident His Faith and Fitness Devotional. Basically, a faith-filled inspirational devotional that you can use each day as you walk your life. And she's a speaker, a creator of Fit Inspired Transformations, which is a DVD workout series. She's host of the Strong Confident His podcast, which I just had the honor of being on with her. She's graced the cover of, get this, 25 different fitness magazine covers. So she's beautiful, but man, has he done something great with her life. And she's written countless articles. Her work has been featured on the 700 Club, TBN, CBN, Fox, Bobby's House, ESPN, ABC. She's been published in Jesus Calling, uh, The Christian Post, Oxygen, Relevant, Muscle and Fitness, Hers, Fitness, Success, Faith and Fitness Magazines. I mean, it's just, the list is endless. And when I read her bio, I was like, I can't, we have to remember that with all the hype out there and with so many things that we see on social media, there are some really, really powerful people doing some really incredible things for the kingdom. And they, and it's almost like 
this silent majority that you don't hear about as much because it's not flashy and it's not egotistical and it's not filled of themselves. It's filled of everything for Christ. And if you ever see her on social media and hear what she does and all of these accolades that I just read off, you would see that it's all about her walk with Christ and how he can bring you to your best self, physically, mentally, spiritually, and relationally. So Kim, I am so excited to have you here on the Turned On Podcast. What an event it has been just to get you here, but thank you so much for joining us. I am so blessed to be here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And we are like, not today, Satan, not today. (laughs) (laughs) Not today is right. And it's funny because every time we have some really powerful things, uh, you know, planned or next steps, it's it's really like he just kind of comes in and tries to intercept it. And we've always said like the devil is in the delay and he really is. He just, if he can't, if he can't stop you because of what the mission is on your heart, he will try everything he can to delay you or distract you. So we just stand firm today. That is not going to happen today. Kim, I'm so excited um, to share your story with our guests and one thing we always ask all of our guests, which I know many of us and you know guests included have many of these moments, but what would you say was your defining turned on moment? Like what really flipped the switch in your life? Well, before our time together, I just got alone with God and I was like, Lord, there are a couple of moments that I can, looking back on my life that I could remember that really stood out. But the one that I feel very led to share today because I feel like it's very relevant to the conversation is that I had come to the end of my fitness career. I had competed. I had won an ESPN fitness series. I had my daughter. I went back to fitness. All those covers, by the way, are most of them anyway, were in my forties. My last cover was at 48. Wow. My first cover was at 36. So I looked at this and I was like, I've been on these covers, I've won these fitness competitions, and I just felt like, now what? Mm. Like, mm. and now what? You know, like, I feel like we come to a place in our life and God is calling and we're not listening because we're so busy and we're striving and we're like, what's next, what's next, what's next? You know, I've got to get this, i got to do this. But God has called us and chosen us and set us apart for such a time as this. And when we are not listening, it will never satisfy. So for me, I took a long look. This was in 2013. I took a long look at everything I had done. And I had a massive Ecclesiastes moment. It was like vanity of vanities. This is all vanity. Like God you know, you've called me to do something and this ain't it. Like, (laughs) I was like, this ain't it. I mean, I don't want to look at another picture of myself. And I mean, ultimately, the the motivation of my heart with fitness came from, I'm going to shorten this up really quick. My dad had heart disease. He had a ton of issues. And I was very unhealthy when he had a stroke. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to get in shape. I I was working in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. I remember seeing fitness on TV. So fitness turned my life around. But sometimes we start off in a good direction. But man, we get extreme, don't we? Oh my gosh, We get so extreme. And I feel like the devil is in all those extremes. Like for Cedar 5A, like be well balanced for your adversary. The devil is roaming around like a lion seeking whom he can devour, right? Yes. And in those extremes, I was so extreme with fitness. So... And that was because I went to my church. They didn't have fitness answers. So I looked at the world and the world has completely perverted mm. your relationship, our relationship with food, our relationship with bodies. So, you know, fitness became this like body part idolatry and mm. like perfect food eating. And I just feel like anywhere that we're striving for perfection, God can't do anything with that version of us because he isn't in it. So mm. I really had a moment where I just said, you know, God, I've done all of this. I had the right intentions. I really wanted to inspire women. You know, I wanted to inspire people that had generational health issues. I wanted to help moms. Like, I don't know if you remember Oxygen. Like, I was on the cover of Oxygen four times. I was, I wrote their Yummy Mummy blog for years. I was trying to encourage, yeah, I was trying to encourage women. But when I looked at all of it, I just thought, 
you know, it was funny. This I haven't even thought about this moment. Oh my gosh, in years. Okay, so Angelique, I remember signing on to Oxygen to check out my recent blog and a, a Domino's Pizza ad flashed over it. And I was like, wait a minute, Oxygen's selling ads <laughs> to Domino's Pizza? I was like, what? And the, like, this just goes against like everything I believe in. Anyway, I remember <clears throat> it was like, God was like, this ain't you, honey. You got to quit. Like I would wow. just, not that I don't eat pizza, but I was like, we were talking out of both sides of our mouths, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So I really, that was all around 2013 where I just felt like God was saying, I want you to tell people what has really worked for you. What has really helped you make peace with your body, repair your relationship with food, help you be confident, help you learn gymnastics in your 30s and 40s and step out on a stage with 18-year-olds. What has helped you speak in front of thousands of people? Because it isn't me. It's all him. Like, it's amazing the things that God can get you to do when you step out of your way. Like, Jesus, help me get out of my way, right? So basically, yes. that was my moment in 2013. I just and, and from there, God was like, I just heard God say, okay, you, you, you got what you wanted. Now what? Because I wasn't satisfied. It was, it was like, I, get, I had everything I thought I ever wanted, but it, I, my, the goal and the, and the passion of my heart was to actually help people know Jesus and their fitness and their food and their body image because I so desperately needed that, but it wasn't available. Like when I went to my church, they were like, oh, fitness is vain. Yes. I didn't have the resources. Yes. So I went to the world and the world gave me answers that, you know, some of it's good. I'm not going to say it's all bad, but the motivation of the heart is not there. It's always, you know, two weeks to this, seven weeks to that, you yes. know, get your, your hot body. And it's like, okay, now what? I mean, none of it matters if it's not done for God. None of it matters. Mm. Well, it's so, I mean, first of all, I mean, I kept thinking of Ecclesiastes and Solomon and how he talks about, you know, just all the things that he amassed and, and still like just for what, you know, until he realized um, that he needed God. And, you know, <clears throat> what's interesting is as you shared your journey, I thought about so many different points in my fitness journey it was the same. Like I, it's funny that you, you talked about like what God says. So now what? So just to kind of give you a little insight I was a professional martial artist, and once I blew out both my knees and I retired from that career, I ended up going into fitness, but it wasn't for it to be, like, in vain. Like, I, I really, I had, a, I struggled with a couple of things. I remember looking at magazines, like Oxygen Magazine specifically, who had a very healthy, you know, broad brush to it, but then the ads for protein that they would, you know, sell to these protein companies would be a girl in her underwear. Like, you know, I was like, what is a girl in her underwear have to do with this protein powder. Like, I don't understand why we're over-sexualizing an industry about women who can empower their bodies to do, you know, great and noble things with their temple and eat healthy, but we're doing this to exploit the sexuality behind it. And so God really convicted me and said, well, you're not going to say much about it until you roam among them. And that was why I actually competed. But I competed, like my theme wear was a Proverbs 30. 31 woman. It was called P31 caliber. And I wore it across my chest and it was really about like being that caliber of a woman and what she means to the world. And I, I promised God that if I had any success with it, that I would glorify him through the entire way. But I do notice like looking back, just all the moments of the slippery slope of the extremes. Like I remember coming off those stages and having those covers and, you know, leaving that high and going, how do I maintain this? Like, how do I wake up every day? This close to the muscle. How do I, and it just became almost an obsession to the point where I realized how dark and how deep you can end up when you are try, striving for excellence to the point of perfection. And he doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants us to be excellent. And I just, I love what you did because you really turned it to a point of excellence for him and excellence for others so that they can steward something so special, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, our bodies in a wholesome, holistic, loving, nurturing, you know, way that you have done to this, to this day. So what, what now, like he said, what's next? I'm asking you like, what now you've done all these things with this message? Like, where's he, where's he taking you? Like, where do you feel God is taking you so that you can mobilize these women and all these followers and people that have, 
kind of come to you for these answers. Because as you said, and, and like I've always talked about, like if we go to the world for answers, we might get something of value that might move the needle, but it's very temporal, very temporal. So what are you, what do you do to, to stay in the gap for the spiritual and the practical? So, okay, well, first, before I answer that question, I want to say that, you know, God really restores the lost years of our lives. And I don't know why I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to to share this, but I'm going to because I'm just going to be obedient. I feel that someone needs to hear this, that, you know, when I competed in fitness, I did something a little different than you. I did like the fitness routine where you learn gymnastics and I never had you know, I grew up in a in an abused family. I didn't have a childhood. So for me, God gave me, you know, I met my husband. We were dating when I started getting into fitness and I would go to gymnastics like five days a week and I learned gymnastics. And for me, being able to physically strengthen my body made me strong from the inside out. It was saying no to quitting. It was disciplining my I learned such beautiful things from fitness that have care that have served me well in business like Mm. I'm gonna do it like I'm just gonna get to work I'm gonna I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna work harder and I'm gonna try and I'm gonna have faith that hard work pays off and learning gymnastics when you're in your 30s and then when you like are you know older in your 40s it was really, really hard and really humbling in a lot of ways because I, there's no way I was ever going to be as good as some of those girls. But I knew that my God had done that for me and no one could take that away from me. Yes. So now the way that I serve is I do the very best that I can through creating podcasts, through writing books, devotionals. I have Facebook groups called Fit Sisters in Christ. I have an email list. I mean, I literally get out of bed every morning at 4 a.m. and God has given me a fire and a motivation to serve that has satisfied me more than, I mean, I like in my office, I have a wall. My husband insisted that I did it. He put all my covers on a wall and I look at those magazine covers and I look at my Bible and I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But nothing means more than reading an email from a woman who just realized that she could ask Jesus, like Revelation 3.20 says, like, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If you answer, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. Mm. For a woman who has been struggling with how to gain self-control over food, find peace, find joy in eating again, find, you know, a, a way to give her emotions and lay them at the feet of Christ instead of eating them. To get an email from a woman who has had a moment with Jesus that changed her life, I hear this all the time from these women. Same thing with fitness, same thing with peace with their body and the way God made them. Uh, that is literally fills my love cup and motivates me all day long. But mm. I, I work to create resources to answer your question in every avenue and way that I can. And But I lead with Jesus. I'm never going to water down my message to try to, entice people to want to listen to what I have to say. And, you know, Jesus unapologetically was who he was. And I'm going to just shake the dust off my feet. If people don't want it, they're refusing him, not me. And that is so peace giving. So I'm curious because I, first of all, I love everything that you're saying and, and, and just how and what resources have you created? Everything sounds to me like not only are you you're in your book, like you are in your book with him. He, you know, when they, in Psalm 139, where it talks about being knitted within our mother's womb and all your inward parts and everything is just laid out in that book. Like you're, you are living out your book. And there's just so many times that, you know, David and I have, whether coached or consulted people, just they're not in their book with the Lord. Like they're walking, they're trying so hard to be on the track of somebody else. And that's what the world will do. It will steer you you know, you, you'll, it's kind of like this shiny object thing. You're like, you know, you want to do something, you know, there's a purpose inside of you and you maybe have an idea of what it might be, but we get directions from the world and all of a sudden we steer off course and we still have that, that train or that vehicle, but instead of being on the tracks, we're on the grass and we're just not, we're not on the boat. We're not on the tracks. We're like, we're not getting to A to B, you know, the way that he intended for us to. And, and we have to get on, we have to get on our track with God. You know, there's, 
one point in our life, we're going to have to decide whether we're going to walk with God or not. Like we're going to either get in it with him or not. And this is seriously what you've done. And I just really take my hat off to you for it. But, you know, you say you're going to lead with Jesus. And here's my question for you, because I know that the, the world, and I know our listeners are probably thinking this, they're sometimes so afraid to be so bold because maybe the the reason is they want to reach the unreachable and they f- fear that if they lead so strongly with Christ that they're going to turn people off that were church hurt or church disappointed or afraid or don't know um, or are just afraid to be bold because of cancel culture and all the things that we're experiencing right now at a heightened state. So what would you have to say to our listeners about how how that posture and that decision has 10x what you could do on your own by playing it safe? I would say Psalm, <clears throat> excuse me, Psalm 183.3 says something that I live, I totally live by. So this is like, if like people only hear one thing from me, I hope they write down Psalm 183.3. It says, on the day when I cried out to you, you answered me and you made me bold with strength in my soul. And I share that because what we're doing, if we're all being honest, is that we have a plan that we don't fault God with. And then we get mad when he doesn't bless it. And we struggle and we ruin relationships. I mean, so many of us are trying to find our way. We're killing ourselves to get rich, get fit, you know, get it quick. We're missing out on God's plan. We're raising our kids and, you know, we're missing out on our children. We're like, while all of this is going on, while we're striving, right, and why, while we're trying to do things apart from God, we are, we're missing out on our marriages. We're missing out on quality time with our kids. We're, you know, I, I just want to, like, pray that people who are going that, who are striving and they feel empty from the pursuit of another goal and another goal, that they fix their hearts and minds on Jesus right now and take away anything that he doesn't want them in because, I love Proverbs 3, 5 through 9. It's like, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Mm. Because this world, if you are getting up and throwing yourself into the world every day and not the word, you are going to be like the duck, you know, the duck is like on the water and it looks all fine and cool, yep. but underneath it's like paddling its feet to death and you're going to be an anxiety fear ridden mess Yes, because it doesn't, I wanted to say like, it ain't even about you boo. It's about God in you. We are here for him. We are not here for ourselves. And the smallest, most miserable place to live is in your own head about yourself. So when we get in that perfect will of God, I remember praying one time. I actually, I wrote this down to share this. I had a moment and it was like, I used to, this is the quote. I wrote a quote from it. It says, I used to pray to God, please help me. I need more of you. But I realized God was saying, I'm here. You already have all of me, but do I have all of you? Mm. So that's a, a challenge, a gut question for people like, are you doing God's plan? Are you doing your plan and praying for God to bless it? And are you, are you tired of struggling? Are you tired of chasing the next thing and the next thing? And if, if God isn't in it, friends, you don't want it because it will never lead to your best life and you will never find that peace and happiness and success that really matters. So I have a question for you because Everything that you've just shared, I, I know is going to hit home for our audience because we, I, I know that we have a lot of people that are on their faith journey that are listening and um, we get emails and messages all the time that said that like our podcast has revived their faith. It has strengthened and renewed their relationship with Christ. They've bought Bibles for the first time in their life. Um, you know, and I'm, and I'm listening to you and there's just so much biblical wisdom and in spiritual like innate wisdom that you have through this relationship um but you just alluded to the fact that you know doing it his his way versus doing it your way with him and hoping and blesses it does that mean that were your was your faith always this strong were you always you know this wise did you always walk with him at this level i mean tell us about like how you got here 
And then I have a second part to that question, but I'm letting you answer that first. I think, I mean, honestly, no, like it's been a journey. You know, God changes us from glory to glory to glory. Like I used to drive down the street and be like, who cares if I listen to Ludacris and Snoop Dogg? Then God was like, I remember, I remember running one day. I was training for a fitness competition and I heard God say, if you love me, how can you listen to this? Mm. And I was like, oh my Lord, like, I am so sorry. And I'm like, let me go get my Andy Minio and my Toby Mac. Like I got all my Christian hip hop. I was like, Lord, I like, I repent, forgive me. But that's the thing that is so good about God is like, he doesn't just come in and clean out the whole closet. He picks one hanger at a time. Mm. Like, okay, let's work on this. Okay, let's work on that. So it's been a journey of him changing me and growing me up. And honestly, Oh my gosh, the thing that he's used more than anything is rejection and failure. Mm. Rejection and failure. I feel like God has shown me if I'm taking you somewhere, I'm going to get you alone because you got to grieve and let those people go. They all, it's like the rocket boosters, like stuff has to fall off. Yes. Because you can't go where you're going with certain people in your ear. Mm. You can't. Yeah. That is, that is so good. You know, but I, I have a question on that too because. The Lord, you know, they, the Lord tells us and teaches us that, you know, we aren't to cancel people, but there's also a fine line that we have to walk with our sisters and brothers because there's, there's people in our life, the world, the world will say, you know, just kind of cast toxic people out of your life and whatever you deem toxic and whatever. And, and you, as you said, just like the pieces of the rocket that have to fall off. Um, there's a lot of people that don't know the Lord that might be part of, you know, that legion, if you will that pulls us back. How do you handle those relationships that you know that you could lead to Christ or, or hope that one day, cause they have the potential or whatever. How do you handle letting go and, and removing that hanger, if you will, um, while at the same token being available to let Christ move in their life? Well, first of all, I want to say I never cancel anyone, but I do notice that, when you're starting, like for me, people, all, they'll ghost me. Like yeah. I get rejected by people yeah. and I'm like, why, why are these people that were my friends forever now? Why don't they want to talk to me anymore? And it's because mm-hmm. the Jesus in me, I think in the Holy spirit is so convicting that it's like, we're trying to speak two different languages and God has given me peace by doing this, that you have to grieve and let them go. And anytime they come to my mind, I just pray for them. And if they, if, if one of these people ever reached out to me, I would do nothing but love on them. But they, that doesn't mean they are like in my daily life. Yes. So I think we need to walk in love and be the Jesus that people need. But we also don't need to martyr ourselves. Like we don't yes. need to like kill ourselves to try to be there for everyone and exhaust ourselves to the point that we can't even take care of our marriage or our children like we need to have mm. our priorities straight with God first and our husband and our family and then those things and like you and I talked about divine order when things are out of order mm-hmm. it, God cannot God is not going to give you more if you can't handle what you already have yes. and if you don't treat if, if you can't treat people with love like the thing I love so much about how God you know teaches us to treat people I mean it in the Bible it says like you know, shake the dust off your feet if they don't receive you as like a testimony, a testament against them. Mm. And for me, I look at it like all I do is talk about Jesus all the time. I share God all the time. If people don't want to hear it, I'm still going to love on them. If they write hateful comments or whatever, I'll still like put a little care emoji and like, okay, you know, praying for you, whatever. Like I'm not, I have, I don't, it isn't about me. Yeah. So when you're living your life for God, it's like, I can't be offended if no one follows me. Like, God, I'm only doing what you told me to do. And he will bless that. My husband tells me all the time that we are so blessed because of he and I partnering and building the Faith Inspired Transformation workout series, book, audio book, which became, we had to self-publish it and it became a best-selling book. Mm. Only God does stuff like that. Yes. I mean, my workout series is streaming on Pure Flix. Like, God <laughs> opened that door. So God is going to open crazy doors when you are radically obedient to him. I mean, my definition of success is obedience. Yes, 100%. So as I, as I hear you and I, 
and you said, you know, only God can do this and the things that you've sewn together with, with your husband and, you know, just talking about how you give everything to God so that, he, you know, he can do with it what he wants rather than us trying to white knuckle it on our own. What would you say is a practical way to start for, for our listeners, for, for those that are just like, okay, I'm on board. Like everything Kim says I'm resonating with because I feel that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. But what's my first practical step of letting God lead me? What is my first practical step of putting everything aside and saying, okay, I'm not going to do this on my own anymore. I just ask you to bless it because I'm trying to do it in my own way or the world's way. I'm going to ask you, God, to, to lead me, direct me, and move me and open those doors that no one else can open. What is your practical step when it comes I have to like a, I have like a three-part success series. I know that I don't mean it to sound cheesy, but so many people are like, okay, what's your secret to success? And I was like, Lord, can you just help me, like, help me come up with something to give these people? Because everyone wants it. So here it is. I say that seek God plus surrender it to him daily plus show up in the Holy Spirit every day is how we find success. So if you're just starting out, lay Matthew 6.33 at the feet of God and just say, look, seeking you first, I'm seeking you first and your righteousness and your word says, that you will add all things if I do that. So lay it down, like seek God and then lay it down, surrender it to him. What is it that is it you're trying to build a business? Are you trying to repair your marriage? Are you trying to get fit? You've got to surrender. Like I'm talking about a, a morning meeting with Jesus every day. Like, Lord, I'm seeking you. I'm surrendering this to you. And third of all, I am showing up in the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Convict me, help me hear that still small voice that is not so, I mean, they say that it's still and small, but it is powerful. Okay. And let the Holy spirit guide you be so in the word that like, um, what is the scripture? There's a scripture in Isaiah that says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, because when you first start out, you're going to be like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm going to be honest with you. There have been so many times where I'm like, God, is this me or is this you? Like, I, I still have moments like that. But God, like, it's not, I love Psalm 32, 8. It says, I will instruct you. I will counsel you. I will, he will guide us with his loving eye upon us. Okay. So this is the thing. We want to look, you know, two years down the road and be like, oh, it all worked out. I'm in. No. God wants you to day, you to day with him. So you seek him. You surrender it to him. And you show up in him and you repeat that and your life is going to be changed. Radically, radically. I, I <laughs> yes. mean, and, and I say, can I get a hallelujah? Yeah. Like my, Amen. my hallelujah. lashes, I've got praise lashes on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just call my lashes my prayer hand. I, can I, I get an amen? Amen. Um, <laughs> you know, the reason why I sat up so tall after I heard you say that is just, you know, this last week, and even in our business, um, again, just every single part of our lives and our business, we have to remember and surrender everything to God. Like literally, it's a it's daily, and that's what we need to remind everybody. When you turn on a light in your house, you turn it on and off every day, multiple times a day. So anything that comes, you know, that to what you're stewarding in in life, and as we talked about and turned on, is it's as simple as flipping a switch. But how often are you doing it? You know, and mm-hmm. the, the same thing in. In like you were in pharmaceutical, I was in orthopedic sales. Um, I used to work in spine surgery. Like some of those guys, they lived for that. You know, some of them maybe it just turned out to be a job after a while to them. You know, they went to school for it. They spent a lot of money on it, made a lot of money. But every single day, they they went and they made an incision. Right? It was mundane. They went and they could do it. Their eyes closed. The same thing with our business. Same thing with our marriage. Same thing with how we steward and, and pour into our home team and our family and the missions that God has us on. We got to go out there and flip the switch. But the problem is, is that because things become so habitual over time and maybe become, they become very natural to us, there we go, natural, we extract the supernatural. We forget that we need to invite God every single time we go to flip the switch. We forget that we need to lay down at the altar every single day and surrender ourselves, die to ourselves and ask God, hey, 
I really, I really need you today. Like I need you every day. I, I want this to be yours. Remind me, you know, what it is that I'm here for. Please do with, do with this as you please use me as your vessel. Let me be your hands and feet and your mouthpiece. And we forget that. So flipping the switch is, it's a practice. It's, it's going intentionally and putting one foot in front of the other as we walk with the Holy Spirit and turn the light on. And the same thing goes for what you're just sharing here is like practically surrendering each and every day to this thing. And so our, to our listeners, what is that? Are you repairing and reviving your marriage? Are you trying to build a business? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the other day I got two, maybe two, three, maybe four different messages from women that I had never, literally never had any interaction with on social media. One of them I had a message from in 2017, like it was something completely unrelated. And um, all of a sudden they were like, I want to partner with you. Like, you know, cause we have a, a, a social retail business. And I was like, what do you mean? Like we're, <laughs> I didn't put a call to action out there. I didn't, It's not like I did a live or did a webinar. I was like, what is this? And I realized, I was like, oh, that was my, that was my prayer and intention all week. It's like, God, you build this, you bring them, show me your disciples, you know, open the doors that I can't open, reveal to me the people that I can't see. And that's what he does. So it seems, sometimes it seems so far-fetched and so out there and even in woo-woo and you're like, no, that's the supernatural power of God. And he makes it so simple for us, yet sometimes because it's so simple and easy, it's just as easy not to do. It's just as easy not to say the prayer. It's just as easy to wake up and see our phone first and go through our emails and our text messages. It's just as easy to not have a hard conversation and make and, and avoid things. It's just as easy uh, to not invite God and to try to white knuckle us on. It's just as easy to pour ourselves into a self-development book instead of the word of, the word of God. That's where we get tripped up and we start to invert that divine order. So moving forward, Kim, like, you know, where you st- where you are right now like what what are you most excited about because you know you said that god did all of these things do you know what do you feel like you know what's next like where he's taking you or do you do you feel like every day is just a, a new day and and there's no plan because that's that's the question i have is like okay so how do you prepare and plan when you just surrender yourself each day how do you how do you be intentional about your steps? What are those what do those steps look like when you kind of die to yourself and you say, God, just direct me? Because then we don't want to empty our quiver into thin air. We want to have a target. So what do you know how do you know what your target is? Well, God is a God of order. And I love the scripture that says that unless the labors, you know, you've got to you've got to plan to build a house or you build it in vain, right? God yes. wants us to set goals. So when I wrote 10 Steps to Your Faith-Inspired Transformation, which is an acronym for FIT, Faith-Inspired Transformation, I came, I was like, I am not writing about SMART goals. I'm not doing worldly stuff, God. What do you want me to do? So faith goals. So it's, I sit down and faith is faith-filled and specific. A is accountable. I is inspiring. T is timely. And H is healthy. And I believe that God wants us to be in constant prayer and in his will for us. And I believe, and I know, because God has given me visions where like, I'm doing something that I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I, I mean, me, like, I don't think so. Like doing an exercise work, like a workout series. I was like, Lord, please. I like, I can't do this. And I would, I would like run on my treadmill. I'm like level 10. And I'd be screaming. Actually, it's funny. Like not today, Satan, like you can't stop me. Like, I would be, because I have to like build up my cardio, like my voice to be able to talk all through working out without sounding like, okay, now you're going to do another. Like, I didn't want to sound like that. I wanted to be like, I want to do everything with excellence for God. So I believe that God, I, I mean, God not want us just like haphazardly living our lives. He wants us on fire mm. for him. Mm. And he sets up divine appointments. He opens doors no man ever could. But if you're not knocking on the door, he can't open it, okay? So you're going to know 
you got to take the step and he will, like I said in the scripture earlier, earlier, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way that you should walk in. Like, you'll know like, okay, this is, this doesn't feel right with partnerships with people, with opportunities. Yes. But if your, if your ego makes the decision, your ego ain't your amigo sometimes. Okay. <laughs> like your ego can, is just not your amigo sometimes. Right. So if you're making decisions that are ego driven and not God led, Holy Spirit led, oof, you're going to, you're going to be like, okay, God, I missed it. Like confess it, fix it the best you can you know, recognize it and move on. God, God is looking to and fro for someone who he can show himself strong, right? Like he's looking all over for people he can use. He wants our hearts on him. So that doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. So yes, set your goals, have your dreams. But when you dream those dreams, invite God to have the seat at the table. I think so many people are like, this didn't work out. It's like, yeah, because you didn't invite God to have a seat, the seat at the table. You know, you're just running this thing on your own, honey. It is not going to work. It's not going to fly. So, yes, I hope that answers your question. He wants us to make plans, but he wants to be the orchestrator of those plans. Because like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, like he has a plan and purpose for every single person. And there are ample, ample scriptures in the Bible. James 1, 5, you know, Psalm 32, 8 talking about wisdom and how he will guide us proverbs 3 5 through 6 like he'll give us wisdom and he will direct us in the way we should go his loving eye upon us mm. but like i said you got to knock on that door so you, if you honey if you're not getting up and doing something and making plans and knocking on the door nobody's gonna answer it because you never showed up you're yeah. never gonna know if it was right or wrong so many people get so the devil wants to overwhelm us so much that we nothing yes. we're always looking for the perfect plan and I'm not going to do anything until I know the perfect diet, mm. the perfect workout, the perfect business plan. Mm. And then we end up doing nothing. But you and I know that we build the plane as we're flying it. Anybody who is successful knows nothing happens without action and you have to get into action. Mm, so good. And it reminds me so much of, you know, like as the preparation of the bride and, and if those, if the women show up with their lamps without oil, like... He doesn't know you. Like you can't just last Girl, minute. Girl, you know you and I would have been showing up with oil. Oh, for like, sure. I got enough. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got enough, oil right? for myself and everyone around me. But you have to be prepared. This is not my first rodeo. That's right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> ascent, that's that's what we want to remind you of. And and I remember you shared something. Um, I don't remember if it was on a story or a post or whatever. And he was talking about just like mindful eating, you know. And you said, "How can I?" how do I invite Jesus to come sit at the table with me and eat? And then I'm scrolling my phone or shoving my face and, and mindlessly eating and chewing and not, you know, taking my time and appreciating that food. And that is such a, it's, it's a, it's such a broad brush for so many different things, but what a beautiful example. Cause I pray over every meal. My kids pray over every meal. And I think about um, how we're always really intentional once we do It's like just to try to, you know, remember that we're there to have a turned on table and we have conversations as a family and we eat together and we talk about our day and we talk about Jesus and things are going on. But how easy is it, again, especially as a work and school from home family, how easy is it for us to have the phone on the table or a laptop open? Because we have a thought and we got to, like, that's exactly what I feel, you know, Kim is saying, because it spoke to me is just, we have to show up with our plan too. Like, you know, we, we pray, but then do something that supports that prayer. You know, do something that is saying, okay, I just prayed, but before you take a step, God, I'm going to take a step and show you that I'm not only willing, but I'm ready and I'm in action. Because when you take a step, yeah, faith Holy is Spirit, active. Yes. Holy Spirit takes a step. You take a step. Holy Spirit takes a step. That to me is how I, I view success but I don't do it alone. You don't white knuckle it on your own. You, you know, you, you have to pick up your cross. And in, as you mentioned with Jeremiah 29, 11, you always have to look past because he does have plans to prosper us. But remember also what we didn't know is that, you know, until later revealed in 70 years, you know, like you have to be prepared for whenever that promise is, you know, but there's so much because he takes us from glory to glory. There's so much that we get to do today. 
There's so much that we get to honor today and that we get to invite him to today, but we're always so worried again about what what perfect looks like out there, what it looks like once I get there. And I was on a call this morning, a, a leadership call this morning, and he was talking about, you know, just business and a mentor had asked him, how would you show up today if I put all of my business like in your portfolio? And he was like, oh my gosh, like I would show up like, blah, 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 and rattled off all of these different ways that his energy would change and, you know, all this. And he's like, shame on you. Like, just shame on you. So that's that's when you show up. That's when you're excited. That's when you start to steward this. That's when, you know, you have the energy. Like, that transfers. And the same thing goes for what you're sharing. Is just, it transfers in, in your steps, in the actions that you take, but the prayer comes first, like God, seek ye first the kingdom. So the first thing always is to have that hard conversation with God. The first thing ever is to have that surrendering conversation with God. So I love just what you've shared because, you know, Kim, so many parallels in your story and my story. My, my first cover was, I want to say I was 30, 32. Um, and then I had a few more covers after my first daughter was born, um, and then I just never went back to it because it just, I, I knew God had me on a completely different journey. But I think about from a business perspective and going to, you know, the, the hype self-development type conferences and, you know, walking on fire and the rah-rah and all that. And I'm like, wow, so many broken people, so many people here for hope, so many people that want to go to the next level. So many people changing their state, but what about that long walk home when they go back to their reality? Like you can't just write something down on a piece of paper, burn it and hope that it goes away. Like we have to have Jesus. And that's, that was my ultimate goal, like realizing, and I, I literally could hear the Holy Spirit say, you know, just knock and say, put me in coach put me in coach, put me in coach. Cause every time that I'd go to those things and you'd, you know, like I said, worldly value and wisdom, fine, but he was extracted and it was this broad brush of, you know, God, universe, source, whatever you believe. And I'm like, what kind of Trinity is that? You know, where, where's God? Like you're watering down God and you're the guru, like you're the one. So I wanted to stand in the gap between the business world and, um, the, the spirit world. Like I wanted to bridge that. I wanted, I wanted to, you know, Jesus cut through it all. And I, I didn't want to cut through it by myself. I wanted him to cut through it, but me to do it with him. And so I just love what you've done both physically with your own body and how you've stewarded it and, and led so many women well, but look what he's done in, um, in favor for you from a business perspective. Like you have companies, you have products, you've, you have a best-selling book. You've got best-selling products. You're on, you're on Pure Flix. You've been on TBN and the 700 series. Like, what? I mean, you couldn't write a better script. So for our listeners, when you think to yourself, especially from a business standpoint, sometimes we're, there's people here just like, oh, I want to know how to move. But like, follow the, follow the arrows that God has laid before you. Like, Kim, Kim had arrows that were laid before her in fitness, and he gave her something, you know, to, to steward. He gave her these talents to steward. And she was able to sew into that. And look what he has done with that. So to my, to my listeners, don't think that your small idea or your little craft or the thing that you do so beautifully and naturally is not a moneymaker or not, not big enough for the Lord. Like, just watch what he can do in your rest with the idea of knowing that he has got his hand on it with you. And that's just kind of what I always take back to you, Kim. It's like, did you yeah, know like then? Yeah, like everyone. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just gonna, like, did you know then, like, here you were working out and doing gymnastics and winning fitness competitions that he was going to turn it into an enterprise? Like, who knows that? You know, did you know? Did you feel that? Did you know that? Did you know that's where he was leading you? No. I, when I look back, I, I mean, I remember the day that he told me to write Faith Inspired Transformation. My husband and my daughter were walking in front of me. We were at a, at a lake. We had a boat, and we went there, and I just heard God say Faith Inspired Transformation, and I was like, Lord, I can't write that book. Like, mm. 
I've been on all these magazine covers, like Christian women can be so mm. mean about like you showed your stomach, like you wouldn't believe yeah. the hate that I've gotten and the judgment, but oh, yeah. it's because there's so much confusion in the church about, yes. you know, so what are we supposed to just ignore our body altogether? I'm like, I asked my husband and he never had a problem with anything and he and God are my final authority. And I think that you have to just unapologetically, you know, for those people right now who are like, God's given me this dream, but I just don't know. Like, this just seems so much safer. I want to share a funny story with you. I was rejected by every single publishing house mm. for Faith Inspired Transformation. I just got another, I just got a recent public uh, publishing deal. I just finished another book mm. called Fit, Fit God's Way coming out in October this year, 2022. And I'm like, Lord, you still want me to talk about fitness? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, oh man, okay, <laughs> let's do this. And I did not know what I was going to say. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know what to say. I put my hands on that keyboard and he wrote that book in less than like, it was like eight weeks. It was done. Whoa. And I was like, seriously? Whoa. So basically what I want to say is that God, it, it, you alluded to this, or you mentioned this, um, the quote or the scripture earlier about taking up our cross. But before it says that, it says you have to deny yourself mm -hmm. and take up your cross. And what denying myself looked like was I used to post a photo of me in a work, you know, workout gear. Oh, and it would get like 50,000 likes. Now I get, you know, 20, 30, mm -hmm. 40, 50, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. I actually just hid the like count on my Instagram because mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't want people to follow me. I want people to follow Jesus. Yes. So when you, I'm telling you right now, someone needs to hear this. If you're, friend, if you're looking at two career paths right now and God has given you a dream in your heart and you're scared to go for it, I want you to listen to that voice and feed it with the word of God and every day seek God, surrender it, show up in him and watch what he does. Because at the end of those two career paths, you could eat, I, I could have written the hot over 50 book where I could have written something that is actually going to sustain people. And, you know, like the emails that I get are more than any paycheck I could ever have. Like mm. the, when you know that people are finding God because of you, when you yes. know that people are being blessed by what you're doing and their lives are being changed and their walk is being strengthened with the Lord because of your testimony, there is no price tag that is priceless. So I want those people who are just like, I I don't know, but I, I know God's telling me to do this, but I don't know if I should go for it. I'm telling you, write down Psalm 183.3. Mm -hmm. When I cried out to you, you answered me and you made me bold with strength in my soul. God mm -hmm. will bring it. He will. It, it's a long process, though. It is not a worldly get name it and claim it and get it in two weeks process. It's going to take time. Mm, so good. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. It takes more work and more time and more of you than you ever thought you had. But God just, he, he, get, he's given me endless energy and motivation to do this. And I'm like, seriously, Lord, at my age, we're writing another fitness book. Okay, here we go. Like he just, <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm just telling, I want people to know that they should listen to that dream that God's given them mm. and act on it. So good. And I have one, one final question for you okay. re regarding that dream, because this is a question that we get a lot. Okay. How do you know when it's his voice and his dream for you, or if it's you, how do you, how do you decipher? How are you able to discern? Cause you said it's still in, it's still in small, but it's so bold. And then you were able to stand up so bold and he gave you so much energy for it. So how do you know? When it's your idea versus God's idea. I write down on a piece of paper whose life would be changed if I do this. Mm. Mm. Wow. I write down, is this about me? Is this about him? I check the word of God. I search the word of God. Mm -hmm. Is this my part of the Great Commission? Mm -hmm. Am I teaching people to know Christ in their fitness because I want to invite new people into doing this way of fitness and to know Jesus. Like how can, you know, so for me it was like, am I, am I fulfilling my part of the great commission? Yes. Is this about me or him? Definitely denying myself because of the rejection. I mean, the rejection that I have had becoming a Christian fitness brand, it's not even a thing. Christian publishers are like Christian fitness. No, that fitness is vanity. We don't want anything to do with that. 
Like it has been an ugly, um, you can't, you know, the, people have said so many mean things to me about the way that I look. You don't look like a Christian. Can you not have all those lines on your body and look so lean? Because that doesn't relate to our Christian viewers. Like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, no, I'm just going to be who God made me to be. And I'm going to put my head down and get to work. Mm. But at the end of the day is what you want to do serving you or is it serving God and changing lives? And that is the ultimate thing. If it's in the word and it's serving others and you're fulfilling your part of the great, the great commission, then you, you can't go wrong with that. That is because so many people are like, Oh, I want to do this. It'll make me a ton of money. But then what? That's why that was my thing. My first answer to you is now what? Mm. Mm. So good. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when we bring guests on to, to flip the switch and turn you on, if this did not turn you on to what God has for you, whether it's in your health journey, like, like Kim has so beautifully, you know, held and stewarded and, and fashioned with the Lord and multiplied with him or whether it's a, a favor in your, your book or what's God's doing in your life or in your marriage, like it has turned me on, on a number of different levels. And I am so honored and grateful um, for our divine appointment for the, I'm so grateful. Even I'm just, I'm grateful that I, that I was intentional about obedience because I kept getting these nudges to reach out to you. And we hadn't talked in years, like years. And then you had showed up in my feed, which the algorithm is so weird. You know, I never see people. And then all of a sudden I see somebody. And then I remember I had your phone number and I'm just so grateful that I was obedient in that moment because I believe that he does such beautiful things with our obedience and um, through relationship and fellowship for him. So I'm grateful and and I'm so honored to be your friend and walk this life with you in this time and in this generation um, and to do this work with you. Um, I'm so grateful for everything that you shared with our listeners. Um, I'm going to ask you if, if it's okay with you, would you lead us out? Usually we lead up, but would you lead us out in a prayer? Absolutely. Okay. And thank you so much for having me on your show. And if anyone ever wants to find me, I don't know if you do that, but yes. put it in the show notes, Kim Dole and Leto. Okay. Yep. We're all right. Do all dear, that. Ha- dear. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Dear father, all I can think about throughout this whole conversation is John one five, which tells us the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Father, I, pr- I pray a blessing over Angelique and her husband's ministry, that you bless the work of their hands and heart and that you open doors of opportunity to them so that they can just bring as many people to the knowledge of you and what that they and what they share and what they teach and help give them endless energy for it, but also prioritize their relationship and their family the way they do so well because we need to do that, Father. And I pray for anyone listening today who just feels like God, do you really have a plan for me? Can I really do this? Friend, the answer is yes. Mm. God, fill them with confidence. Father, fill them with confidence. Let the Holy Spirit come alive in them where they feel that connection to you and they feel your presence and they know that you're there guiding them, Father. And I just want to end this prayer by saying that in in this world right now, Lord, we need you so much help people come together in your name to build not their platform, but the kingdom of God. And I thank you for my friend Angelique so much. And I thank you for this time with these people. And I just pray a blessing over this ministry and this time that as many people can be touched will be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kim. And to our listeners, we hope this blessed you today. Um, Kim, please share really quickly where they can find you. We will also put it in the show notes as well. But just for those listening that maybe want to like pop on their socials right now and look, where can they find you on social? Where can they find you on the web? And how can they get in touch with you to let let you know how okay. you changed their life today? <laughs> um, it wasn't me. It was all God. I'm <laughs> like, I can just feel God all over this conversation, the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay, Kim Dolan Leto, D-O-L-A-N, and then Leto, like Jared, without the high heels, just kidding, L-E-T-O <laughs> dot com. Kim Dolan Leto on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
I have a website, kimdolanletto.com, tons of free resources. You can listen to my podcast, The Strong, Confident, His podcast on every podcast platform. I also have my workout, beginner, intermediate, and advanced workout streaming on PureFlix. You can try that for free. If you don't know PureFlix, it's all about putting faith in entertainment. And I would love to hear from you. I would love, 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 love to just hear how this resonated with you. And if you have any comments or questions or if you have any prayer requests, I want you to know I'm here for you because I know what it feels like to be in a journey and just wonder if you're doing the right thing. So if I can encourage you through the Lord in any way, I'm happy to. Thank you, Kim. And thank you to our listeners. We hope this turned you on today. We're going to call you to action. You know, this is a labor of love sorts for us. So let us know how this touched your life. Share it with someone that you know that needs to hear it. We make the connection between Kim and someone that you love. Um, get on your knees and pray. Surrender your life to Christ. Remember that he's there with you every step of the way and that you're not having to white knuckle this on your own. So we just ask you right now to spread the word, spread spread his word for your life, spread the word for others and help him multiply this by being the hands and feet. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you so much, Kim, for being here. And we look forward to having you back. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much.